Hey guys, this is Sean Williams of the Sean Williams Podcast Network, host of Variety Bites and The Shark Attack. I hope you've been enjoying what I've been bringing you on on this podcast. Did you know you could actually get paid for listening to this podcast and others? Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but it's true, thanks to a new free app that I've discovered called PodCoin. And here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, you and you earn PodCoin while you listen. And you can use that for gift cards like for Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're just a charitable person, you can actually have that go to charity. So here's what you do. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android. And thanks to you guys, my growing audience I, and loyal audience, I have a special code for you. Simply use the code Williams and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. So once again, just when you install the app, make sure you use the code Williams to get your 300 PodCoin, and I swear it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Blood, this is for the tears, this is for my pain and my plight. Two walk in, but only one of us is walking out of here tonight. I'm a survivor. Fight for my life. What is up, people? This is Variety Bites. I am Sean Williams, and boy, I've got quite a few things to talk about on this episode, and a lot of it's got to do with Comic-Con, so without further ado, let's get right down to it. Oh man, did a lot of trailers get announced during uh, Comic-Con this week. The trailer for It Chapter 2 was released, as well as the first trailer for Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and Top Gun 2, a.k.a. Top Gun Maverick. And, and unfortunately, they all can't be winners. Also, the trailer for the movie rendition of the musical Cats. And honestly, I watched that trailer and I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? And I know there's names, there's familiar names in there, but in talking with, in talking with my old man about this, you know, he made a good point. It probably would have been better if you tried making a movie of cats maybe 20 or so years ago when people were still interested in it. And not every musical turned into a movie ends up being any good. Case in point, Rock of Ages. That was a musical, then they made a movie out of it, and it was a disaster. It was just a box office flop. And I just have a feeling that they're going to play that song Memory to death to the point where I'm just going to want to rip the radio right out of my car. Now, as far as Top Gun Maverick, 
you know, usually I have a problem with sequels that are made 20 or 30 years after the first one came out. But this one doesn't look that bad. I mean, it looks cool. While the plot seems kind of cheesy, the whole putting together pilots to prove that pilots are better than drones. But, um, or something like that. But it it actually looks interesting. And It Chapter 2 looks freaking demented. I mean, well, one part, let's just say uh, Fun Houses may have been ruined for me because of that movie. Like, Pennywise couldn't be any creepier. And as far as Jay and Silent Bob reboot, <laughs> funny enough, the cameos in that movie... And you got, of course, he had, um, Kevin Smith had his daughter, um, in the movie. But then that part of it is Miramax is trying to re reboot Bluntman and Chronic as Bluntman versus Chronic and having Val Kilmer as Bluntman and Supergirl herself, Melissa Benoist as Chronic. I'm sold just on that alone. So, looking for, had a lot to look forward to, and of course, boy did Marvel have a field day with, with Comic Con this week. And that's that pretty much is an understatement. Let me break it down for you, and I've been posting it all day, and all all evening, on the Facebook group. So, uh, first off, one quick note about DC. Just when I thought I was that they were throwing in the towel with Doom Patrol. It was announced at Comic-Con that Doom Patrol on the DC streaming service will have a second season. So much like Titans, unlike Swamp Thing, it looks like Doom Patrol will fight, live to fight another season. Now, back to Marvel. First off, it looks like it was made official that the Fantastic Four and the X-Men are going to be joining the MCU. But also, Phase 4 was unveiled. Which, um... Which featured a lot of titles, including some titles to be made, to be brought to the Disney Plus streaming service. Such as Loki, Hawkeye, and WandaVision. Now, they're being very tight-lipped about um, Wanda Vision, and I was talking with I was talking with a friend of mine over whether or not it was going to be a prequel to Endgame and Infinity War, or if it was post Infinity War or I'm post Endgame. I say it'll be post Endgame because I don't think I think storyline wise it's going to be too restricted if you had it as a prequel, and if Vision is in this then. It to me that indicates that we will get Vision back. I mean, like I said, he's an android, so technically it's not that hard to bring him back. It's just finding a power source that is somewhat like or equal to the Mind Stone that was used to be in his head. But um, I mean, the Rus 
one half of the Russo brothers said that he's a goner, as far as I know. But that Kevin Fage, Fage said that um, this it that the Disney Plus shows that they will be deeply connected to the Marvel, the MCU, and the ramifications in those shows and in those movies will have a ripple effect with all of them. So they will all be connected. So who's to say that Scarlet Witch won't get Vision back? And I've also found out that one of the movies in Phase 4 is, of course, the new Doctor Strange movie, which is ap- which is going to be aptly titled Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and that'll be in May 2021. But that's the other that's another way of how Vision can be brought back. Her getting help from the Sorcerer Supreme. Who's to say he wouldn't be able to help find a way to get him back? And of course, um, another title that was announced was Marvel's Eternals, which is set to debut in November of next year. And it was made official that Angelina Jolie will be part of of Eternals. Another title that was announced was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I have absolutely no clue what Shang-Chi is, but I do know what the Ten Rings are, which means that finally, after being denied in Iron Man 3, we will get the Mandarin. The real Mandarin. And of course, the biggest show to come out or to be announced for Disney Plus was, which is set to debut in fall of 2020, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it looks like The Falcon and Winter Soldier will both be in their own series, and my own theory is that Falcon and trying to become the new Captain America, well, he'll have a good tutor and mentor to help him along the way in Bucky Barnes. Which may also count for Bucky, maybe his, also his redemption for everything that he'd done as the Winter Soldier for Hydra. And let's, oh, one other note for DC. Congratulations, got to go out to Katie Cassidy, who actually will direct one of the final, one of the episodes of Arrow's final season. And, um, let's see, what else? Oh, it was also announced Natalie Portman not only will be returning to the MCU, but she will be playing the Jane Foster Thor. So, that'll be interesting. And Thor, the fourth Thor movie, has an official title. And will be at, which is where Natalie Portman will return, and it'll be aptly named Thor: Love and Thunder. I don't know what to make of that, but in truth, in truth, it's the same director that also directed Ragnarok, so I'm not I'm not having too much worry with that one. But one other character who had been introduced by Marvel to the big screen, but will finally be introduced to the MCU 
is Blade. Yeah, the same Blade, the vampire hunter who was made famous by Wesley Snipes. Although now it has another actor taking on the role, Mahershala Ali. Which, for those that don't know, he did. He already has had his hand in Marvel before, serving as Cottonmouth in the first season of Luke Cage, but also played the role of the Prowler in Into the Spider-Verse. So to me, I, I feel like this is like going from Going from Wesley Snipes to Mahershala Ali, it's almost a similar situation as going from Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle. I mean, you had two good actors already pegged in those in those roles, but you're just going from to an even better one. So I'm I'm excited about that. But also the biggest announcement that Marvel made, and Kevin Feige made made the announcement that as of this weekend, Endgame will have officially become the highest grossing movie of all time, toppling Avatar. Now, reportedly, there are earnings that from when they re-released the movies into other co- the movie into other countries that hadn't been tallied up yet, and it looks like they have, and it's been made just enough to finally surpass Avatar. Given yeah, it's not like Disney really beat anything. I mean, now that they merged with, now that Fox merged with them, technically they own Avatar also. So it's not like they really beat a rival. And also, of course, the first movie for Phase 4, which will be May of next year, will be the Black Widow movie. Now, whether it's going to be a prequel or what, nobody knows. There, while there's been stuff leaked for it, I don't think anyone really knows a true answer on that one. It's just hard to know that um, there's no more Black Widow. But we'll see what happens. All right, I've got, more, I got a whole lot more to talk about, but, but we'll be right back. But I'm going to take a quick break, so we'll be right back right after this. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brian H. Waters, host of The Wrestling Room. And you are getting the raw, unfiltered opinion of Sean Williams. Now, back to Variety Bites. And we are back. So, one other thing Marvel-related that took place, it, it, it was announced that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will return for a season 7, but that that will be its final season. I kind of think it probably should have ended with season 5, but I just, I'm glad they're ending it now because I don't see what else they could do with it. I mean, I've kind of gotten off track with that show, but after, because after the whole going into space thing, I just kind of fell off and lost sight of it. Now, uh, one thing that, a couple things DC, because I've talked about Marvel plenty. Um, One thing on social media that people have just been raising a complete stink about is Supergirl. Because Supergirl, or excuse me, the actress, Melissa Benoist, she's been sporting a new haircut lately. 
that she has bangs now. And she's now going to have a pants suit. So no more suit with the skirt. And all people can do is bitch and moan about the haircut and the, the suit. First off, regarding the suit, I don't see anybody else volunteering to wear that skirt, that suit with the skirt, bare-legged in Vancouver weather. And I've been saying this, it's not the haircut and it's not the suit that makes Supergirl. It's the actress that, it's the actress that makes her. And if you really think that the whole base of that, of that show is the caped suit and skirt and her old haircut, you're seriously kidding yourself. It almost reminds me of how so many people are complaining about there being a female 007 and in the new Daniel Craig James Bond movie, but they completely forget the fact that he's still in it. It's not like she's replacing him. And you know what? Here in the old Batman series when Julie Newmar, they couldn't get her to reprise the role of Catwoman, so they got Eartha Kitt to take her place. And you know how many people said something about that? Zero. Not a thing. Nobody batted an eyelash about it. Just goes to show how, and social media is probably a good instrument of how that came to be, but people can be such freaking crybabies about crap. I mean, can you imagine what kind of damage social media would have done in the 60s? The 60s, no less, when people were still um, intolerant and sexist and racist a-holes for the most part at that time? Come on. That's That whole phrase, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. I think it might have been applying to social media on that one. Or at the very least, Twitter. And speaking of how of fans who can be unruly and demanding, and how sometimes you just gotta ignore them, knowing that you're not gonna please them. George R. R. Martin's taking the right approach. The remaining books that he's doing for Game of Thrones, he's not gonna change a thing. He's openly said he's not changing anything to appease people. For Game of Thrones. And you know what? I don't blame him. I'm glad that he's taking that stand. Because I'm one of the few that had absolutely no problem with the way Game of Thrones ended. And frankly, it was one of the few times I was actually satisfied with a series finale. Although I will say, the only thing I was kind of disappointed, given the show is over and everything, but even though there was kind of a signing panel at Comic-Con for Game of Thrones, not that, not that many people that you would think for it. I think a lot of the cast members have kind of moved on. And that's probably why it was kind of a small group. I mean, the actor that played Jamie Lannister was there, and of course, Maisie Williams, a.k.a. Arya Stark, was there. But that was about it. 
Now on to some DC news. Um, Catherine McNamara, a.k.a. Mia Smoke, and Ben Lewis, a.k.a. William, have been promoted to series regulars for the final season of Arrow. I'm liking this, and also I'm hoping that the way Arrow ends, it shows Mia don the hood and become the new Green Arrow. I mean, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping for that, and I think that's probably the best ending that I could think they could give it at this point. I mean, it'll it'll be a completely Felicity-less season because she's officially gone. So it'll be once again centered back on Oliver Queen. And we all know that his what his fate's going to be following the crisis. So we'll see what happens on that one. I saw a picture of uh, Katie Cassidy's uh, Laurel Lance, formerly Black Siren, but now Black Canary, her new suit, and I'm definitely digging it. And speaking of being promoted to series regular, Andrea Brooks, a.k.a., and I'm not going to scream it, Miss Tessmacher, has been promoted to series regular for season five of Supergirl. Definitely intrigued on what we'll get from season five. Not just for the story and how it ties with the crisis on Infinite Earths, but also the fact that, well, now that Lena no, Lena Luther knows Supergirl's secret, now it's a matter of what's going to happen with that. We also found out that um, that Wynn, the character Wynn, will be returning on Supergirl, at least for a couple episodes that I know of, and. Mid-season is where we'll see the departure of James Olsen. I'm not exactly sad about that one, just because of the fact that, yeah, you know, they were really running running out of stuff for him. I mean, yeah, he did the whole Guardian thing, but that tended to get a little... I mean, we saw him do that less and less. So it was kind of like, what exactly is he there for? Still have no idea what the heck the Leviathan is, is uh, or what part it'll play on Supergirl, but I guess we'll find out on that one. But we also got the trailer for The Flash. And the same actor who played Mohinder Suresh on Heroes will be the new evil on, on The Flash. He'll be playing the Red Death. And from what I'm hearing... Not only will he be the new big evil this season, but he'll get very, it'll become very personal between him and Barry Allen in terms of their rivalry, which frankly, I don't know how you can go any deeper than the rivalry between Barry Allen and Eobard Thawne. I mean, Thawne is pretty much responsible for taking just about everything from Barry Allen. And now recently, thanks to his actions, with tamp- using Nora Allen to tamper with time, cost Barry his daughter. So I'm pretty sure at this point that it would take a lot to get personal with the Flash at this point. But of course, that's the biggest question that we're wondering about is, is Barry really going to disappear? And I'm still theorizing that he won't. But also what I found out is that 
couple of things that I found out. Um, also for DC and the Arrowverse. First off, the cast members of the Arrowverse definitely, or they both at, at the Arrow panel, but also um, doing a video that was leaked onto social media, giving a thank you and a fond farewell to Stephen Amell, which he reportedly he was very moved by everything that that's taken place for him. And you know, you got to give credit that the whole Arrowverse that's been created, the whole universe, it would not have been possible without him bringing this new life into the character of Oliver Queen. This all started because of him. If it, wa- if it wasn't for Arrow, we wouldn't have gotten The Flash. We wouldn't have gotten Supergirl. We wouldn't have gotten Legends of Tomorrow and what's now... What coming soon, Batwoman. And by the way, I wish they'd make up their mind on whether they're going to have Black Lightning connected to the Arrowverse or not, because they keep advertising it like they, they are, but we have not seen him interact with anyone from, from those shows. The only theory I got for Crisis on Infinite Earths of how it's going to end is that the multiverse will become one that it'll just be one Earth and all of them on the same planet. And found out that Brandon Routh is going to be playing, doing double duty on the Crisis on Infinite Earths, because not only will he be Ray Palmer the Atom, he'll be once again donning the cape of Superman from Superman Returns. And, you know, I know some people have mixed feelings about this. Look, of all the problems that Superman Returns had, Brandon Rath as Superman was not one of them. The problem was you did it as a continuation of Superman and you should just start it all over again. But I liked his job as Superman and I don't care who disagrees with me on that one. And let's see. So what, um, but also, just he's not the only Superman we're going to be getting from in the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Reportedly, Tyler Hecklin will return as as Superman. Which, after introducing him in Elseworlds, it just wouldn't feel complete if he wasn't there. Especially if supposedly Lex Luthor will probably return thanks to the Monitor. And we still don't know what part that um, Malefic will will play now that he was brought forth by by the monitor. But also found out that Melissa Benoist will also direct an episode of Supergirl this season, which is which is pretty huge. We already saw David Har- David Harwood, aka the Martian Manhunter, direct an episode last season, and I from what I heard, I believe he's gonna direct another. Now, I'll switch to sports just momentarily. (laughs) Dwight Howard says he wants to come back to the Lakers. (laughs) Yeah, fat chance. I mean, look, after his back injury, he was never the same player, and the only reason he's saying that now is because he's hoping there's at least one team that will pick him up. Problem is, nobody wants him. 
It's the same situation for Oklahoma City. That they're saying they're hoping to have Chris Paul start when the season begins. Translation, no team wants to deal with Chris Paul. It amazes me how a guy like Chris Paul has just become so toxic that nobody wants to put up with him. And a judge ruled that R. Kelly is going to be held without bond. Thank God. Seriously, the charges he had were already bad enough. But sex trafficking, can we just lock that guy up? I mean, hey, if my if I ever had a kid and he and my and my daughter was one of the victims of this guy, I would have broken him in half. But I'm not going to get too far in onto him. So last week, the movie Crawl was released, and it's gotten decent reviews. I haven't gone to see it. I'm not sure if I'm going to. Partially because Sam Raimi is involved in it, and I have never forgiven Sam Raimi for that dumpster fire that was Spider-Man 3. The Sandman, you change the... You screw with the history for Spider-Man, but also you give us 20 stinking minutes of uh, high-pitched screaming venom. Unacceptable. But, um, you know, it's amazing how many creature features there have been, especially involving alligators. But, um... But I just did some digging looking at how many creature features there were. And like, Orca, the killer whale, Grizzly, which was a blatant ripoff of Jaws, except for the grizzly bear. That was just dissected and dismembered by critics. And Alligator, which had a giant alligator break through the sidewalk and terrorize a city. And one, I guess you could call it a creature feature, but I saw it and I enjoyed it, was The Shallows. Yeah, the one with Blake Lively trapped on a rock, and in the water was a great white shark. And I guess The Meg, you could probably count in that one, if you accept the fact that it's of its ridiculousness. 47 meters down, I wish I could say I liked that one, but I didn't. But I think most of the time, the reason they make movies like that, usually depending on the special effects, they're inexpensive. And I guess they figure if you got some kind of animal as a monster or big evil, there's very little um, plot you have to develop for it. Yeah, ask the guys that made the first Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick in it. See how well they think, how they think about that one. And finally, um, The Lion King debuted this weekend. I haven't seen it, but I've heard mixed reviews for it. Actually, one person say that it definitely beat the hell out of Aladdin. And, you know, if I go to see it, I'm going to go in there with an open mind. I'm not ready... I'm not going to go in there instantly comparing it to the original one because if I I just know in my heart that if I do that you're just going to end up 
disappointed and you almost deserve to get disappointed if you go that route. All right, so I said this I said this one thing on Facebook that has gotten that's gotten a bit of a well, positive reaction. And for those that don't follow me or haven't seen it, I figure I might figure I'll just say these words. Just because I feel like the way things have gone lately, it's probably the. It's I just feel like these are words that we need that need to be heard and people need to be reminded. That. That hate, is not power. Anyone can hate something or somebody. I hate people that have no sense of decency or common sense. I have. I hate the Boston Celtics. I hate when the Patriots win a Super Bowl. Anyone can hate something. But to show kindness, to have compassion, and helping others, that is true power. And that is power that that we all are capable of. It's just something that we need to embrace. And I think the, nowadays, people have just forgotten what that means. So, but the old saying goes, it's never too late. So, I'm hoping that still applies, and I'm hoping that in time, people remember what, what that means. But anyway, going to wrap things up for tonight. I want to thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter, at Prime 81 Instagram handle for this show is at Sean's underscore podcast. And we'll be back next week and talk more stuff. Of course, we got Avengers Endgame set to be released on digital a week from this Tuesday. And with that being said, I'll let you guys go. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This has been Variety Bites. I am Sean Williams, and I am out of here. Hey, guys, this is Sean Williams, the host of The Shark Attack and Variety Bites, and the owner of the Sean Williams Podcast Network. I'm hoping you guys are loving what you hear. As always, if you enjoy what you're hearing from the show, make sure that you can, make sure that if you feel like it, you donate to help keep this revolution going. Just, there's no real set amount, no minimum, no maximum. Just whatever you feel like donating to help keep this show going. And I wanted to take this opportunity to also mention that this show also now has a voice message system. So you can actually leave voice messages for th- with your comments, your questions, anything that you want me to cover on either the Shark Attack or on Variety Bites. If you want to leave your thoughts or questions about wrestling, make sure that you mention that, that it's for the attack. And if you got something that you want me to talk about in sports or in entertainment, make sure you mention that it's for Variety Bites. And I promise the link for the voice message will be provided in the episode description at the end end of this show. So guys, make sure make sure you donate if you like what you hear, and of course make your voice heard and leave your some leave your voice message on on this show. And because I guarantee you. It will make it a good one, make it count, because I will also have it played on the air. So make your voices heard, people, 
and help keep this revolution going.